it's time to crank up the truth. I'm Val Selby, and over the decades of working online, I've learned a most important lesson. Mindset owns your business. If procrastination, imposter syndrome, and a lack of focus have been blocking your biz, then I'm here with Val Full Volume, ready to help you see choices that you're making. Get ready to own your personality and use your expertise to create the business of your dreams. Now is the time to make changes and live your best life. So let's get to it. All right. Welcome, everyone. So I'm super excited that we're going to have the first guest on Foul Full Volume. And it's kind of appropriate because we've been trying to have this conversation for a little while. <laughs> and it just hasn't quite worked out, but it's working out today. And I know I need to have this conversation with you from a personal standpoint. And I know clients of mine as well are going to just gleam so much information from you. You are coming into my circle at the perfect time. <laughs> so Tara, this is Tara Hayes and she's from Panic to Picnic. And I am excited to have you here. And if you could tell my listeners a little bit about yourself, please, or, or not, I don't know why I say a little bit, tell whatever you want. Floor's yours. <laughs> well, my name is Tara Hayes and I'm the author of Panic to Picnic, How to Find Your Own Personal Path to Peace of Mind. And this journey started at a low point in my life, I was fired from two jobs <laughs> within a 10 month period. I said, I needed to figure out who I am and what I wanted to do. Instead of going into another accounting job, I needed to do some, really some soul searching. And I was always interested in the online world and I just didn't know how to break into it. So I came across an ad one day and it was for self-publishing. I said, oh, Self-publishing, that sounds like something that I do or something that's interesting. So I didn't know what topic I wanted to write about. I just started brainstorming. And then after the brainstorm, it was to write about things that you're interested in. So I said, all right, well, I've had anxiety my whole life. So, so I was like, that might be a good topic to write about. I self-published that book in, well, the first one was called From Irrational to Rational, How to Find Your Own Personal Path to Peace of Mind. I self-published that book in December 2019. And then from that point on, I decided I wanted to continue helping women in a different way, like that had anxiety, introverted women like myself. So after I published that book, I said, okay, I need to maybe start branching out more. And I developed my author page and I developed my Facebook group. Honestly, I was afraid. Like, I was like, nobody cares. Like, you know, I was, I was at that point. And it took me even, I think it took me three months to actually post about it. Because I was oh, like, wow. I'm just going to post in these author groups to really understand because they're authors too. Mm -hmm. So like, say we're like-minded. So it took me actually three months to have my author coming out of my Facebook profile and say, hey, guys, I'm an author. And everybody was supportive at first. They were like, oh, yeah, congratulations. But then you figure out that the journey gets lonely because a lot of people don't understand. You don't understand unless you're an entrepreneur yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's how my journey began and how Panic's Picnic began and um, how my website came about. And it's really about my self-love, self-healing journey, and which is why it's called Panic. You know, from you have your all your panic, and then you get to your picnic, which is your peace of mind and your purpose and everything. So that's 
journey. Yeah. And and I'm pretty sure that that's why we were like connected. However, I don't even remember. I think it was during some event. And then, you know, I asked you for a bit and all of that. (laughs) However, however, we were connected. But it's the I usually teach and and train from my experience. So I think that that was one of the things that did attract me to you and getting the information is, you know, you're not just spouting out of books right. of, of what you might, might've learned at school or something like that, which there's definitely a place for that. But the fact that you've been in it. Exactly. And, you know, coming up with my new anxiety that I'm realizing that I have Knowing from working on growth stuff, it's not something that's just going to go away. It's going to be something we have to work on constantly, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's a lifelong journey. I mean, even I still, I still have it. And then I feel I would be hard on myself for still having it because like, hey, you have a book where you have panic, you know, how to get from panic to peace of mind. But just because you write a book or just because you're, you do these things, it's, it's a daily, it's yeah. like, like a muscle, like you have to work your muscle. If you want to work out, you have to do it every day. So it's yeah. The same. yeah, we were just talking about that because I mean, I know in my head, intellectually, I know that I need to do mindset work and it's a constant thing, but then it'll still trigger into my head. Will you know how to fix this? Why aren't you fixing it for yourself? Which is why I also have my own coach. Because <laughs> fixing ourselves is ridiculous. Let's not. <laughs> Let's not think that we can do everything alone. We need workshops. We need books. We need outside people to help us work through. And it doesn't matter how much we know all that information. We still need the help through it. And it, I, I had a hard time accepting that. It's like, how are you going to need help when you're helping people? But that doesn't mean that I don't need help just because I'm helping other people. Like there's yeah. different stages. Like you you might be on a different level than I am and, I, and I'm on a different level than you. You know, that does mm-hmm. that I don't need help. And it took me a while to, to understand that, especially like I, I just like recently lost my father. That's, that's how we connected because I saw you had an email or I think my email about mm-hmm. you and you replied. And then I went back through your emails and I saw that you went through something with your father. Mm-hmm. So that's how we connect. And when I lost my father, you know, I got anxious, you know, which is a normal response. And I was like, what are you doing? Why are you being anxious? And I, I wasn't allowing myself to be human. Yeah. But I have to realize that, you know, just because I'm helping people through it doesn't mean I still don't still go through it myself. Yeah. And, and I think that that word human is so key. Because I almost feel like, like, because we're in certain areas of expertise, we're like, okay, well, we're not allowed to not be that expertise. And it's like, well, no, every single person is human. So we're not going to be at the top of the game every single second. (laughs) I was holding my to that standard. Oh, I have to be this all the time. I, you know, but even transparent like especially on my instagram i'm always transparent i'm always like even through my transparency i'm showing a solution but maybe maybe this time i it's okay for me to not be okay maybe i don't have to have a solution all the time mm-hmm. but i would tell myself that but now i'm allowing myself to you know to feel that move you know mm-hmm. yeah and and i was talking to you guys i was talking to tara before because this is just perfect for me right now because i'm really becoming aware that at this time I have an issue with anxiety. 
my mind keeps wanting to go back and go, have you always had this issue and you just haven't dealt with it? And I was just like, how about we don't care? Mm-hmm. How about we just care that it's right now? So I'm looking forward to some tips. We're definitely going to go <laughs> into that. But one thing I've had to lean into and I've been using the hashtag do it scared. Exactly. Because I would get stuck in the analyzing why or how could I get rid of it? And, and I'm like, you know what? It just needs to happen. Right. And that's, I love that. Yeah, definitely do it scared because that's exactly what I was doing. Like I was scared to even post, you know, I was scared to post about any, anything. And then I got to a point where I had slowed down. I wasn't like during my grieving period, I wasn't posting at all. So then I was like, well, how am I going to come back? You know, and I remember it, just do it scared. And it's, mm-hmm. it's to be afraid. And I was like, well, all everything I've done so far to get out of this comfort zone, I have to do it again, you know? So, yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. No wonder why you started laughing when I mentioned that. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I would like to do speaking again. And I was on stage in 2019. And I was just like, oh, this is, you know, work through that first time of getting up there. And and now here we are two and a half years later, almost three years coming up mm-hmm. on three years from that last time I was on stage. And it's like, do I really want to have those brand new feelings again of doing mm-hmm. it the first time all over again? Because you don't usually do first time experiences again. Right. Right. But we're just in this like weird world (laughs) where Mm -hmm. all of a sudden so much stuff is new. And and that's kind of what I wanted to like lead into with the anxiety is because so many of us are back in that. Even if we were doing live events, you know, how how can we start that process of of figuring out, well, do I really not want to do this or Mm -hmm. is it just comfort zone or Mm -hmm. I think actually it's just comfort zone because like I've done podcast interviews before, but it's like every time I get to one, it's like, oh, my God. Like as soon as I sat down, like before, when I start my ring light and everything, I was like, oh, my God, here's another one. <laughs> you know, and then I just, you know, I just did it. I was like, OK, you know, just take some deep breaths and then you'll be fine. You'll, you'll mm-hmm. feel in the fear and do it anyway. So I like yeah. and like, you know, everything like you want to speak. Right. So everything you want is on the other side of that's another slogan. I, I like. Oh, yeah. Everything I want is on the other side of fear. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Tag that one. Tag that one. <laughs> that will be in the show notes. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, I love that. Because that is so true. And why I've been trying to push through and just do it scared is because I really feel that right now, the reason I'm scared is because I'm in the right direction. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, um, I have a business partner and he tells me, he said, I think you have a fear of success, you know, like like a fear of failure and a fear of success. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, you really want it. But then when it happens, you're like, oh, my God, and I I keep it up. You know, like all those. Like, I think it doesn't matter how far you go. It doesn't matter how long you've been into it. Like all those fears will they're going to surface no matter what. Yeah. I think it's just like a daily thing, daily speaking to your mind, speaking to yourself, like knowing your value, knowing your worth, knowing that you're capable of your fears you know we're here right now in this podcast I could have been afraid and not come but I'm here so- oh I know and that's that's been part of my anxiety too which I'm just like bopping myself in the head often it's just like right before I'm going to do a podcast it's like I did a podcast for over a year another one and it's like this but now all of a sudden it's just like oh, should I just cancel I should <laughs> just I should just cancel I'll just do solo shows from now on <laughs> And it's so ridiculous because when I get in the conversation, I mean, it's there's always so much information and it's so fun. 
like right before it's, yeah. I've done lives too. And then like before, like an Instagram live it before it's like, oh my goodness, you know, am I going to, how am I going to do in this live? What am I going to say? Am I going to know what to say? It's, it's all those stuff. And as soon as you get in there, you have so much fun. Like you just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like I said, it's, I, I don't know if I have the awareness of that feeling now or if, or if it is new, but I don't like it. So okay. then I'm constantly fighting myself over mm -hmm. it. Like, this is stupid. Why are you doing this? And kind of beating. This is right. probably the first time that I start feeling like I'm doing that beating myself up, which I've right. never witnessed myself doing it or been right. aware. Right. So I did have like a framework that I was using. It's called it's called race. So race to recovery. And how that came about was I used to jog every day. But now my my race has changed. Like I'm not I still do exercise, but it's not a job. So the race is R-A-C-E. So it's realize that you're having this anxious mood, accepting instead of like kind of accepting it instead of fighting it. So acceptance is what works, accepting these thoughts, accepting what you're feeling right now. And then you challenge it. Like you said, you feel stupid. So why do you feel stupid? Why do you think that is stupid? Like what, what thoughts are telling you that you feel stupid? And then the exercise would be did like the reframing. So R-A-C-E, R-A-C-E. R-A-C-E is realize, accept, challenge, exercise, a plan to expel that anxiety. Nice. I like it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And something that you can like, once you start getting the process down, I'm sure you can work through it pretty quickly. Right. Yeah. Right. Whole, uh, once you're aware, because once we're aware, that's the big thing. So exactly. once we've got the awareness that we can deal with. It. <laughs> right. Right. You become aware and then you accept that. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Look at all this stuff that's getting tagged. All this information <laughs> will be in the show notes, guys. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so how did you figure out that you had the anxiety or was there a point? I had it before I even knew what it was. Yeah. I can recall being like a child, like maybe about nine years old. And I had like this weird ritual where I would feel lightheaded. And then I would just put my index finger between my eye and I would just start like moving it back and forth. I guess that was my security. Mm -hmm. And then it was certain situations. Like, uh, I guess I had like a fear of heights. So like over, like when I was on a balcony, I felt it. And it was like situational then. I didn't know what it was. Like when I was a kid, it was like, okay, I'm off the balcony. You know, I forgot about it. So, so I, that's my first experience I could pinpoint with anxiety. And then... When I got into my teenage years, I realized I started having more anxiety, more situational, like in school, like whenever there was like a bomb threat and we had to go outside or also the bleachers, like because they were kind of high. So like we're actually looking back and thinking about those situations, I was like, oh, well, that was anxiety. Mm -hmm. And also a lot of it had come from low self-esteem. I think negative thinking, like I didn't have like a positive like a positive influence in my life at that time, like during my teenage years. And I didn't have any self-care, self-love, you know, any of that. And I think all that can contribute to having your anxiety lessen. Mm -hmm. So I believe that is, um, I discovered I had anxiety when I looked back. And when I was writing my book, when I looked back and I was like, oh, this point in your life, you had anxiety. So it was really at a point where I didn't realize what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's ironic that you mentioned the heights because I sometime after having the first child, you know, which I was 22 when I had her. So I was still young. I, I realized that 
I did have the fear of heights starting, which was really weird to me because I've always loved roller coasters and all of that. But then I never shared with people like mm. how bad the heights were. It was just always my thing of, you know, cover my head, you know, it was like <laughs> yeah. the funny thing. And, and nobody realized that when we were going to go skiing, because we did family ski trips for mm-hmm. a couple of different years, that first trip before that first trip, I'd barely get any sleep for like two nights mm-hmm. because all I could think about, all my brain would be doing is going over and over again, how to get on the lift safely, how to get off the lift safely, how mm-hmm. not to fall off the lift while we're a million. <laughs> you know, I mean, all of that, I would have panic attacks and I'd have to force myself down the hill that first trip. <laughs> so yeah, the panic attacks and, and all of that. So I guess, I guess technically I've had it for a long time. Just mm-hmm. not in certain other situations. So, yeah, so like situational. And it's funny how you said roller coasters, but I love them too. So, I like that two people afraid of heights, love and roller coasters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I figure it's because I'm secure because usually you're all strapped in. So, it's like, all right, I'm safe. Nothing's going to happen, yeah. you know, even though I'm like watch Final Destination. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's probably just that that comfort zone of having the safety net around you when you're on the roller coaster that you know, I enjoy the heights right. just fine. Even though I'm like freaking out still, yeah. I'm like laughing and freaking out at the same time. Yeah. And for me, like uh, for a long time, I didn't even get on roller coasters. But then somehow I was like, I'm going to get on. And I just got on and I, I really enjoyed them. And I think like with the height thing, I think that because a roller coaster is like a thrill and you're on the height, but for so long, mm-hmm. but if you're getting like in a bleacher for like an hour, then I start panicking, you know, yeah. still coaster it's one and you get on and you're done Mm -hmm. and and I think that that is that is a key as well for like what we're just talking about both of us getting on the podcast and we're just getting that anxiety (laughs) happening but then once we're here I mean that's the situation that we pull back from or we try I try to pull back from it's like okay I know this sucked it was hard to push yes and and let her in and all of that but then once we're having the conversation it's like oh yeah this is why I'm doing it Exactly. This is the positive of getting through that yuck. (laughs) Yeah. And I saw your website, you know, your Lee, like I saw, and I was like, I wouldn't think that you had anxiety. Like to me, right? Perfect. See, and isn't that funny? And and I I don't say this as in it's I think that people expect me to be perfect because I know that that's not the case. But it it is hilarious because there's been so many times when I've done the episodes or I've done something and I think it's like the biggest flop ever in the world. And it'll end up being <laughs> the one that everybody's going, oh, my God, that was so amazing. I connected with you so much. And I'm like in my head going, but that one really sucked. <laughs> it's like we judge ourselves. So hard, so hard. And it doesn't matter that I work on my mindset and all that. It's it still just pops in because we're human. Exactly. Exactly. So you've got the race that people can do. How would you put that into place? Well, let's just be even like specific before you're going to go on a live again. If you're going to do a live on your Instagram, how would you talk yourself through that? Well, how I would talk myself through that is I would realize what I'm doing it for. So realize that I'm going on this live because I want to spread my message of panic to picnic and I want to help somebody who may be afraid, you know, who may need a voice so they could see the normal person. I'm just me, just Tara. Mm-hmm. And they could see that if they can do it, I can, you know, I mean, do they can do it as well. So 
I'll just go on and I'll accept whatever I'm feeling right now. I'm, you know, I might have a little anxious stomach, which I do have right now. Maybe, right? <laughs> maybe sweaty palms. Okay. Accepting that this is what I'm feeling right now and I'm not running anywhere. I'm staying. And the, the challenge would be to actually go on. Like the challenge would be to actually stay on the live and interact with whoever's watching. And also maybe nobody's watching. So the challenge would be to stay on there and not care. Deliver the message that I'm here to deliver. And whoever sees it, sees it, fine. And the exercise is being there, staying there, like I said, like the challenge. So the exercise is interacting with the, the audience and, you know, and not, not getting nervous about it. Or I can be nervous, but not really showing it. Like I've watched lives before and some people are like, oh, I'm waiting for people to come on. You know, you don't do that. You It's like, you don't wait for anybody. You go. Nice. <laughs> and I love how you started out what you remind yourself of is that you are there to help somebody. And I love that you kept it singular mm -hmm. because I know that that is one thing that does help me at times is that there's somebody that needs to hear that somebody, there might only be one person, but that one person's life, you'd never even know that you touched and you right. helped. So I love, yeah, I love that you did that. Cause that's also like your ideal client, your ideal customer. You're talking to that one person. Because right. they need what you've got. Right. And all it takes is one, you know, one yeah. to help. And then it'll turn into others that you help. But you just got to start with one, you know, mm -hmm. one foot the other. Yep. And sharing your expertise. Right. And <laughs> that, that definitely knowing what your expertise is, that definitely helps when you're going to go on lives and, you know, podcasts and all of that and coming in with exactly what your message is, because it's something that you can talk about. Right. Without notes, without me sending you questions of what we're going to talk about. <laughs> like, it's like, yep, we're talking about anxiety because I've lived anxiety for how many decades? And <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know it like the back of both hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still like, like you said, you never stop learning. You know, you never stop learning what could help it. There's always different tools. Like I, I was doing, I don't know if you heard of emotional freedom tapping. Like where you tap your pressure points. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing that. Like if like I tried that, I guess a year or so ago and I was like, oh, I don't like this. So then, <laughs> but then I gave it another try. It's like you're tapping in and you're, you're speaking, like you're reinforcing the negative. Like, oh, I might feel overwhelmed right now. But then the, the more you continue tapping, you're like, maybe it's a better way. And you start speaking like that positivity. So like, there's always like, you just, it's basically finding what works for you, which works for the individual. But there's always room for growth, you know, always like personal development is always changing. So it's important to continue growing, basically. Yeah. I know one thing that I've had to address for myself is I'm like, okay, well, this has always worked. So I'm going to do it this way because this has always worked. Instead of looking at something going, it, it's okay if it's not working anymore. I can give myself permission to try something else, to try the tapping. Like you said, you tried it before and it didn't do anything. But then you tried it again and it did work. It's like, just just be open to trying other options if, you, if you're not getting the right. result. And, and I'm the same way, Val. It's like, I have sometimes where I'm stuck in doing things a certain way. It's like, oh, I've done it this way, like exactly the same way. But I'm, and then I think, well, maybe I can do it differently this time. Like even like when I'm driving, it's like I go the same route every time. Yeah. So maybe I could take a different route. You know? Yeah. I mean, nobody likes to get lost. But I think like even something, changing something as small as that, like changing yeah. maybe 
you go home or changing up like if you exercise like an exercise routine like i get stuck in the same exercise routine too i'm like i'm gonna try something different this time like the other day i was working out with my sister she said oh you like to do this one all the time why don't you try another one and i was like oh i don't really want to but then we tried somebody else and said like, okay i you know i like it yeah so, <laughs> so it's, it's funny how something like that though could even like trigger and i'm not saying anxiety like extreme anxiety but just a little bit of a but that's different not yeah. today. Not today. I'm just going to walk on the treadmill again. <laughs> you don't have to do everything terrorized way all the time. Like find a new way, you know. So. <laughs> so just curious, do you find the more you try little things, does that help with your anxiety? Um, or have you even noticed? Sometimes I'll try like like for a little bit, I was having trouble sleeping, especially when my dad passed away. I was having trouble sleeping. So I was trying the essential oil like people said, oh, that works. And then I was like, OK, I like the smell of it, but it's not putting me to sleep. So I was like, yeah. oh, this isn't working. It's like my mind is it's like, oh, I'll tr- I'm going to try this, but it's not going to work. Yes. So, yes. Because you've already told yourself it's not going to work. Right. Exactly. So it's like some things do work and some things don't. But how I was able to get back to sleep is like letting go of the rigidity. Because at first I was like, oh, I got to turn this off at 11. I got this. I got to be off my phone at this time. I'm like, yeah, stay on my phone as long as I want. Yeah. That that really helped. And now I'm sleeping better. We were talking about awareness and acceptance earlier. Like that and accepting that, oh, maybe I won't sleep and not freak out about it. You know, and that's now I'm sleeping better. Yeah. Give yourself permission to get up. It's like, you know, there's midlife stuff. It seems to be this thing where we'll wake up in the middle of the night and it's like, then I toss and turn and fight. And it's like, God, it's just going to happen. Why don't I just even go to bed at three instead? And it's like, how about I just give myself permission to get up at two o'clock in the morning and stay up if that's going to be a thing? Yeah, if that's going to be it. (laughs) And and it's it's like, as soon as I gave myself permission, it's like, oh, okay, maybe we can go to back to sleep quicker then. (laughs) Go and become aware and and don't worry about it. It's like, you you pass out <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> instead of making it the bigger deal in the head like <laughs> like it's the end all be all <laughs> I'm getting so good at that now and <laughs> I'm working on that <laughs> so Tara are there any other tips that you or anything that we'd like to share with my listeners I would like to share also like that journaling has been a big one for me whenever I'm feeling anxious maybe like some it doesn't even have to be formal I do have like a, a Etsy shop full of journals and, you know, about positive mindset and also about positive mindset. Um, hmm. Wow. I can't think of my journals. <laughs> Gratitude. Yeah. All the good stuff. <laughs> calm down journal. Like that'll give you tips on how to calm down and, and become aware like of what you see and, and what you hear, like the mindfulness things, you know, cheat sheets and everything. And I don't even use those all the time. Like, you don't have to be formal with it. Like, you, you don't have to be rigid with it. Like, you can just pick up your phone and type. Like, sometimes when I'm, maybe I'm anxious at night or I'm thinking of something, I'll just write something real quick on my notepad on my phone. Or maybe I'll just get a piece of loose bleak paper. I feel like not just for anxiety, but for clarity, for your goals, like all that. So I think journaling is like a really big part of it. I'm an author. So my goal is to help as many people who want to self-publish and share their story the, the same way that I did, you know? So like my tagline is I help introverted female entrepreneurs gain clarity, peace of mind, their purpose of time, power and life and style via journaling and self-publishing. So 
that's basically what I wanted everybody to know. <laughs> nice. Love it. And, you know, along with the journaling, because for one thing, when I'm journaling, I have to be very, very, very aware because I will start journaling and I will be writing the journal stuff like I'm going to publish it, like the world is going to see it. So I'm not being honest with myself. And I know that that was something I had to become aware of and stop. It's like telling telling yourself lies kind of thing. You know, I'd be like writing down. It's like, no, this is what I should be writing down. This is not actually me journaling what I'm feeling. Never really experienced that where I felt like I couldn't be. Well, I guess maybe there's something that I wouldn't write down or haven't written down. But mo- for the most part, I'm really like transparent in my journal. So I feel like I guess that's like my seat, please. Yeah, you're you're step ahead. <laughs> I'm in awareness and you're step ahead. You're like, no, no problem doing it. I know I, I was that way back in the day because I had journals all through high school. Tons of journals, like notebooks and notebooks and notebooks of journals. And so it was it was really weird when I saw that that was happening. Like all of a sudden I was writing stuff in my journal and I'm like, this is this is not this is not what I'm feeling. So how do I expect this to help? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like projecting what I should be feeling instead of writing about it. Uh, and I know that's always a trigger for me, not, not trigger, trigger's not the right word, a flag for me that I'm hiding from stuff because I'm a sharer. So, uh-huh. you know, like you, you wrote your book, you're a sharer. You mm-hmm. want to talk about your story and probably the more you talk, the more it helps, I'm going right, to assume. Right. And I've actually leaned into that with my husband more as well. Like when okay. my anxieties like getting over stupid stuff, the stupider, the thing, like <laughs> like going to go do a recording. If mm-hmm. if I'm feeling anxiety about that, I will just go up to him and go, okay, I just have to verbally puke all of this out. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't need you to say anything or anything. I just have to get the ridiculous out of my head. <laughs> like, and that has helped me a lot because then he could just laugh about it. And then he remembers stuff like that. Like me, it's already out of my head and gone kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He'll remember that for some kind later. Okay. So remember <laughs> how you were feeling when you're doing that, you know, and how dumb you said you felt and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, you're right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I've leaned more into sharing when my anxiety started. Okay. A lot more, I guess it's basically where I was trying to go around. Do you, I know you share your anxiety stuff with the world but do you share it much with your close circle yes and no like I feel like like they're not understanding Uh it's like like especially when I wasn't able to sleep it's like oh well just go to sleep you know yeah I've talked about it with my closest circle but I feel like they don't really understand like you Uh have through it like there's some people you know that I've met like over the years with jobs that I've had and, you know, the more you start talking, you find out the more people that were on antidepressants, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, like talking about it then. And the difference now is like, I'm not really afraid to talk about it. Like before I was like, oh, people are going to think that I'm crazy. You know, mm-hmm. and when people read the book, like eat, whenever there's a new set of eyes on it, I'm like, oh my God, I like this. It's like, I go through the same thing over and over. Yeah. So, but I feel that being more vocal about it has definitely helped because back then, like, oh, I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm not going to tell anybody I had to go to therapy or I was on antidepressants and all that stuff. So I'm never going to tell anybody. But now I don't care. It's like there's somebody else who needs to share, who's afraid to share or who needs to hear me. And they need like a way for them to get the courage to share. And maybe I'll be that person they can look to that say, hey, she's sharing. Now I can share my story. So. Excellent. And oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah, that's. 
that's the way to end this episode right there. That is honestly the way, because if you don't talk about it, then other people won't talk about it. And it takes courageous women like you to get over the anxiety and get over the being scared and freaked out and, and worried about everybody judging, shaming, any of that stuff so that more people can talk about it and feel more comfortable about it. Um, so excellent. Oh my gosh, that is such the perfect message right there. Thank you so much for being here, Tara. I, I appreciate all your tips. I'm going to be putting them to work for myself. <laughs> and I know that there's a lot of introverts on here right now listening to. So, I mean, look at Tara. She's an introvert and she's doing all of this stuff because when you have a passion for it, Yep, exactly. Who cares if you're introverted if you have a passion? <laughs> Thank you. I needed another introvert to say that because I'm an ambivert. So technically I don't count, but I have introverted clients and this is this is the point that they get to also. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, I might be introverted in other areas of life, mm -hmm. but this is my passion and this is what I know I need to do. Right. Which right. means we have to get over what we're called, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay. I'm, that's going to end this. I'm going to have all of your show notes or your stuff in the show notes so that they can come and find you. Go get your book and all alike. Thank you so much for being here, Tara. Thank you so much, Val. I had so much fun. Thanks for listening to Valful Volume. I can't wait to talk with you again. And I'd love to bring you more information even quicker. So if you are ready to move past your crap and be less in your head, I'm ready to coach you. An excellent first step is joining us in the Boss Mindset Membership. You can find it at valselby.com slash join dash membership. That's valselby.com slash join dash membership. Now go out there and create the biz of your dreams. <laughs>